What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Multi Goodness Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle Banky, sitting next to the man who hates fibs, Christopher Tootin. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing really well. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's gonna be a little bit of our theme for the episode today. But I do hate fibs. Yeah. The fibs I know. At um, least. it's a term for uh, drivers in Illinois that suck. Ah, so um, if that gives you any indication of what that might mean of this very awesome episode we have coming up yeah um so as always you could stay up to date with all things multi-goodness at our website multigoodness.com or one of our social channels at multigoodness on facebook and at multigoodness podcast on instagram remember shoot us comments send us a message slide into those dms if you're feeling spicy and let us know what you uh what do you want us to try breweries you want us to talk to except or... fibs you're except not allowed to fibs. slide in yeah sorry sorry just today just today only just today um because today's episode is all about wisconsin beers Woo. the motherland for me i've actually been waiting for this one because ever I since know. we started recording i've been uh we've been getting our fill of georgia brews in so i'm excited we're to, venturing uh, out i think we had the one that we did the collab the uh, uh yeah the uh untitled the art yep the untitled art which is a cool one but ready to try some of these these are like special from like your your mom helped yeah, get these into the state shout out to them. bonnie for bringing them down excited um, she literally had to smuggle them into the state we won't even talk about how she did it yep. just know that they're here now in front of us so chris what are we starting with today so we are starting with capital brewery it is gartenbrau 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 special pilsner i always want to say that special, special pilsner. pilsner you're looking before the episode what uh the abv on this one i believe 4.7 they 4. put this 7, one on yeah so this one is a uh let's go and pop it open yeah, real quick maybe right it. it might be a twisty Oh, it might be. No, nope, not sure. a twisty. I was gonna say, Some do we even do, we even do twisty caps on this show? Ah. Oh, I made the noise again. Well, ah. it's okay. So this is a Pilsner. So I expect it, it. They call it a German style Pilsner. I'm not really sure. I know the difference between German style and a American style, but I expect this one to be kind of blonde-ish yeah. in color. And that's it's coming out uh, nice and clean. Um, nice golden color. Uh, good amount of head retention. Chris is killing the pores today already um yeah killing it a well yours is a lot more effervescent i noticed but yeah um yeah so the the just real quick the bottle design on this one's got a lot going on what is the so it kind of has so capital brewery i'm assuming this is one of their logos correct uh and they're located in madison wisconsin or just outside madison, madison. is it madison um, the capital yeah madison Woo, is the capital. look at me i know my wisconsin geography you know that's why they have the capital on the bottle. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're just going <laughs> to <Yeah>. skip <clears throat> out on that one for a second. Yeah, it's uh, they actually just rebranded probably about four or five months ago. Um, and actually, probably like two. And uh, this one... Is this the new branding? This is the old branding. Okay. Um, I'm glad I'm getting to try one of the old brands. And we actually... Fast forward a little bit. We have a new brand uh, of Capital as well coming up later. Ah. On the show. So we can maybe... Uh, but yeah, yeah that was the the fast forward to the head episode. Yeah. Um, so what are you getting on aroma? So on aroma, I'm definitely getting the I say the German malts. I'm you know we've done some of the beers around the world, and while we haven't done Germany yet, we have not we, we have not done Germany yet. I think maybe that's in the cards. Mm -hmm. So at some point in time, we have done I know Italy and um, I'm blanking on it right now. I know England. England yeah. And it doesn't like it, it has very malty and I was going to say German style to it. And, you know, I have it's our beer. Yeah, it's well, that's the Wisconsin beer for okay. sure. That, at least what I know it to be. So mm -hmm. that's what this whole uh, episode is going to be is me kind of delving into Wisconsin beer. This is just like I'm excited memory lane for you. But yeah. for me, it's actually like, it's like college. Yeah. <laughs> was this a college beer? This, this we'll, seems a little bougie for college hey, beer. <laughs> we'll do this. We'll then it's, we'll go. We'll go straight from this to like a natty light. Oh. Or maybe even to a natty daddy. A natty daddy. Which is uh, 8% tall boy. Just throwing that out there. <sighs> maybe uh, maybe Bab from Beaver Dam can oh, help yeah. us out later on with that one. Yeah, good old. So, yeah, the aroma on this one I get, I get very malty, uh, kind of like malty goodness. This one is actually, and I mean, what you had a chance to f try it already. What'd you get? Yeah. Um, Honestly, it's more of a malty pilsner than I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, Could it I get be a the age? More... I know you said this is one of the older. Yeah, it is mm. a little bit older. Um, I think but... it's pretty good. I, I I had a chance to try it too, and it's I like it. Scoping out the bottle, uh, 
I see that they put a little description on the bottom. Uh, a, a German-style Pilsner brewed with malts and hops imported from Europe. Uh, slightly sweet Pilsner malt is perfectly perfectly balanced, and it is a clean, dry bitterness uh, it's very of clean. noble hops. And I am getting the, the noble hops are a very uh, German. Uh, I, I don't know if they actually grow that only in Germany, but I know that, that is used in a lot of German styles. So that's this definitely reminds me. I've been to a few of the um, Oktoberfests. Yep. Um, I've been to Germany, been to, you know, Hofbrauhaus there in München. Oh. Karina's going to hate me for saying it that way, but in Munich, sorry. And it tastes very similar to, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It sounds very, it tastes, it sounds, oh gosh. It tastes very similar to the, you know, like the German Pilsner, like an actual German Pilsner. So I think that Capital did a top-notch job here. Um, Yeah. yeah. And uh, a little bit of history, just from my perspective, Capital is traditionally more of a heavy, heavy German style beer. Okay. Um, So they'll do like a Doppelbach. Um, they have a bunch of German beer fests that they, you know, brew a bunch of different German beers. Um, I believe they do a Dunkel as well. Um, so they're they're kind of hitting all of those traditional. Yeah, how is is Madison? A, is that a pretty good beer town? I know you've probably yeah. got a chance to go around um, Wisconsin a little bit. It's starting to expand a little bit more than it had in the past. Capital was kind of the first, I think, to to my recollection. Um, so, yeah, they're they're expanding a little bit more, um, but. I lost my train of thought, but anyways. Well, um, it's okay because yeah. we'll have more. I think we'll have another Capital Brewery yeah. coming up later on, so we don't want to maybe talk so much about sure. the brewery yet. We can come back into them. But so this beer, um, I was going to ask, I lost my train of thought on that one as well. So, see, I'm already Look thinking ahead to the. Yeah. So this one, you said they do kind of a German German style, but have you had a chance to go to Capital Brewery? I have, yeah. Okay. I've been there a few times. Um, they got a really awesome patio. Uh, really, really kind of small inside, not not too big. Um, nice gift shop. Um, first time I went there, tour was the best brewery tour I've ever had. Second time I went there, the tour was less than five minutes. Oh. So um, it, it was kind of hit or miss, but they do a lot of, uh, they actually do a festival, an outdoor festival in February, hmm. um, where they brew some pretty high percent alcohol beers. Really? Yeah, um, which is pretty cool. That's one thing I've yet to get with a lot of like German styles, so it'd be interesting to see. Because you can definitely do them, especially with the double box and the mm-hmm. triple box, which you don't really see very much. So just the rough translation, obviously, this is a garden brew. They actually only call it, I was going on untapped real quick just to get a quick uh, snapshot of what's going on there, and people are giving it a... It's only actually got just under 3,000 ratings, and it's a 3.4 caps out of the five, so... Solid. Yeah. And also interesting, is Middleton near Madison? Yeah, it's oh. just outside. They list themselves as Middleton, so yeah. cool. It's like a suburb right next to Madison. People basically consider it. Being near the uh, UW-Madison, I imagine a lot of college college kids up there partake in Oh, yeah, I'm Capital sure that's Brewery. the craft beer of choice. Legal age, of course. Yes. Legal age, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I pulled it up on Rape Beer as well. It gets a 69. Um, <laughs> and, 69. Uh, What's funny about that, Kyle? You... <laughs> User rating has about a uh, 3.36 as well, so right on, right on target. So the thing I will say, and we can probably end on this one, is a well, we'll say it in a second. Good job, I think, on this one. I like yeah. this. I don't love pilsners usually. The lighter beers aren't normally my style, just because I'm a heavy craft beer drinker. But yeah, I really like the hop on this. I feel like I can kind of get it just enough to do what it's supposed to, which kind of remind me of that Reinheitsgebot, the German yep. purity law, which is supposed to be you know no you're not supposed to have an overpowering of any flavor and it's it's kind of a good balance of i feel like the water the malts and the hops mm-hmm. um and the the hops do what they're supposed to do which is kind of give bitterness to the beer not so much on the aroma so yeah i uh i dig it i haven't actually had this in a really long time Ooh. so it was nice to kind of come back to it um and i think you're going to really enjoy the next one we have from capital as well but cheers to this cheers one is what i'm going to say For this next tasty brew from the great state of Wisconsin, we have Lakefront Breweries, River West Stein. This is an amber lager. Oh, yeah. And I think Kyle's kind of excited about this one because mm-hmm. uh, I can I can see it in his face oh, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, this is our first amber that we're going to do tonight. We're actually going to feature a few ambers, I yeah. believe. But uh, So Lakefront, just quick story about this one. I, I'd never heard of them before okay. until I went to a wedding last year, and it was a oh, Wisconsin yeah. couple. I remember. And I, they... They're, they like their breweries, and so I got some 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 different brewery swag that was like part of uh, part of their 
part uh, wedding uh, favors. Yep. And I actually have a Lakefront Brewery sticker and a koozie. Nice. Never heard of them until that point, and so it's kind of awesome that we're now going to be featuring them. That's so go awesome. ahead and pop that. I'm going to pop it. Yeah. And I'm not going to make the noise. Ooh. <clears throat> but I will talk about the color, so I expect it to be amber, and look at that, it is. So this is an amber lager. We've had a, so the yeah. traditional, I feel like, ambers Ale. are ales. Um, now... By comparison, a lot of listeners have obviously heard of Yingling, the oldest brewery in what America or whatever they call it, I believe. Yep. And that is an amber lager. So I, you know, just going into it without having actually had this yet, I kind of expect this to taste like that. But good head retention. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, this one's actually pretty effervescent as well. Yeah. But, um, so what do you know about this brew before you give it a taste? Yeah, uh, Lakefront Brewery down on the river that goes through um, Milwaukee. Uh, they, I believe, um, it, their, their story is super cool. They bought like a, like an old, um, really shitty rundown, like, like huge warehouse that nobody wanted to buy for mm-hmm. dirt cheap. And, um, they actually, uh, no one would use the river water because of how gross it is. Um, and so they, like everybody like pr- pretty much laughed at the fact that they like bought it right next to that because obviously where are you going to get your water from if it's right there yeah and so um i'm i from my recollection i believe that they actually filter the river water for the beer i would um, hope which so. is which is awesome i mean i would hope they yeah, filter it filter as a it. um <laughs> that's where it gets its brown color really cool place um they have a really really nice brew facility in there and um a nice like german style like bar pub kind of to like hang out in they do german food like pretzels and sauerkraut and stuff like that and um they they also uh fun fact as well have the original bernie brewer uh deck that he used to stand on at the, i was about to ask bernie brewer Park. is the mascot for the milwaukee milwaukee brewers, brewers, I'm brewers assuming? yes I and um they they have the old county stadium uh, deck that he used to stand up on. Oh. Um, and they also have, he used to slide down a slide into a big beer mug. And they uh, they have the big beer mug as well. Is that the same Milwaukee County Stadium that the Braves also used to play in at one Correct. point in time? Yes, I yeah. like this. See, we just tied that into our Georgia anyway. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, yeah. cool story. I mean, I, I feel like, so that it sounds like they got a lot to do with the community. So, I, you know, again, it's, it's cool that you've been there. Yeah. So, question because during winter months do people still go to these breweries i know we talk a lot about like there's a lot of stuff milwaukee has summer fest summer fest in the summer i got it right and i did another (laughs) woo but summer fest so i know like in the winter though the breweries in your opinion just is pretty you know oh yeah they're just as packed Um, yes they warm somehow yeah and that's why uh, a lot of the places will brew german beers because they are thicker hardier especially the box and stuff yeah so we'll talk a little bit about the beer then, I'd say. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's definitely got that amber-red color. It's actually a little bit deeper amber, I would say. Yeah. Almost so much that, like, even with light, I mean, it still kind of holds a darky, darky darkiness. A darky dark in darky the... Darky darkiness. Darky dark in the malty gang. Um, so what do you got on aroma? Uh, just a lot of malt, honestly. I get um, the little roastiness, kind yeah. of like you expect to be with amber, because that's what kind of... Th- that's what ambers are. They've got the Vienna malts a lot. They have... Sometimes they'll have chocolate malts in them, and this one's got almost a toastiness to it um i yeah i definitely agree and even the i noticed the head retention when you kind of do the swirl around the glass it mm-hmm. kind of stays up on the side kind of like wine does when you have the kind of leaves legs yep. kind of oily so I, I like that it leaves it tells a lot about me a lot about the uh, consi- consistency of the beer I'd yeah say. i um i just took a taste but i actually want to get your opinion first because i've had this forever yeah um, you did say this that what you remember this is a really good beer so yeah yeah, I like, what did we say the ABV was on this one? Five, uh, five six? six. 5.6, okay. I like that it is, it, it whole, you feel a little bit of that 5.6, like mm-hmm. it's not a four point, like a yingling when I, again, I just kind of went into four, it. 4.8. That's like say. a four or something. Yeah, you know, it's, a yingling tastes super light to me. I kind of like this one because it has a nice mouthfeel to it. I feel like this, even though it's a lager, I feel like it it's something that you would really enjoy just because of how dark and roasty it is mm-hmm. compared to most beers. Um so that's why I was interested to see what you thought. It's definitely very roasty. Um, it kind of retains, it tastes exactly like, I feel like the aroma makes it be, uh, smell like it's going to taste. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely still can tell it's a lager, and I think a lot of that's just to do with 
Um, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. I think when you've just been drinking enough craft beer, like we have, it's one of those, I can definitely taste the difference in a lager, which is a lot of your domestics are lagers, of course. And then, and an ale. Isn't it, uh, also, uh, what temperature the beer is kept yeah. at as well. Well, and, and even how fermentation it's fermentation as well. Exactly. Even yeah. how it's fermented. Whereas, um, it's also a bottom versus a top yeast. A lot mm-hmm. of times the lagers, which honestly, I don't know enough about it to know flavor wise. I feel like a lot of lagers end up tasting, you taste the malt better mm-hmm. because the yeast doesn't create such of a, it, the yeast is kind of a backstory with lagers. It's more about the, the malt and everything you use. Whereas the ales and stuff, you can do a lot with yeast and make them taste a certain way. But the lager or the yeast are usually on the bottom with a lot of the the cold fermented. So you hear a lot about Coors Light talk about that cold fermentation. It's kind of kind of like that. It's a lager. So yeah, can um, design or bottle. It's a bottle design. We're doing all bottles tonight. So yeah, which is uh, changing it up a little bit. Um, yeah, we normally do can't can have of- a can of the week at all this week. If we no tried. can of the week. No can of the week. Um, yeah, uh, the, I'm just looking at the bottle a little bit more. Established 1987. Um, I believe they're one of the uh, older beers or breweries in uh, Wisconsin. Um, not one of the oldest. Uh, that would be my alma mater. Shout out to Point. I was about to say. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, I honestly, this is by far one of my favorite beers, especially in the winter because it's it's got that nice backbone to it of the the malts um but you can also still taste like everything else about it yeah um keeps you warm that's a good point i feel like you could drink this beer year round Mm -hmm. it's it i could see this as a place by the pool but i could also see this as a place by you know when it's a the nice cold months i could see drinking some of this as well so this is their flagship beer we were reading about it so that makes sense to me you know this is what a flagship beer is supposed to be because of the fact that it's, again, it's kind of a year-round beer. So I looked it up on um, Untapped while we were yeah. doing that. And it gets – it's only 15 IBUs, which kind of surprises me because I feel like it's a good balance again, kind of mm-hmm. like that first one we tried, um, which the first beer we did was the 32 IBU, and it didn't taste very hoppy. This no, one's 15. I kind of expect it to taste – but uh, that's where the malts come from. But it's mm-hmm. 3.6 with 41,000 check-ins, by the way. So Oof. Nice. What um what does the old rate beer say? Rate beer's got it at a sixty-seven. Um, both five hundred fifty-six users rated at three three five. Okay. Um, but they, they also have a few more facts here as well. Um, obviously it's on tap a lot in Wisconsin. Um, yeah. Mainly bottled. They don't really do cans. Um, I've I've seen a hmm. few, but not like. A ton. I think they're more into the bottle game than they are into the I can like game. The Midwest in general is still more into the bottle game. Yeah, they are. Bottle game, bottle game, bottle um, game. And it's regional distribution, so I'm sure you can get. I know you can get it in Minnesota, uh, Illinois, ugh, and uh, Michigan, um, Iowa. I've had it before. Yeah. Um, so a, a nice regional area for everybody. I've ne- you know that's one thing, and I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit coming up with maybe one of these other breweries. But as far as distribution, I mean, obviously we live in Georgia, but I've never heard of Capital or I've never seen it down here. Lakefront, I'd heard of because again the wedding I went to, but yeah, unfortunately. Lakefront, um, I know they they started making some gluten free beers recently, oh. and um, I, I've seen it down here. Um, they actually sell it down here, which is oh, pretty interesting. So I'm just not looking in the right places. Um, but I've only seen the gluten-free beers. Ah. Uh, so it may just be one of those niche things that they're trying to get into and push a little bit I almost wonder off. if stores are looking for, hey, craft gluten-free beer that we can put in our store. And that just happened to be one of the ones that comes up kind of alongside, um, not Omegong, Omission. Omission, Omission makes yeah, one. Yeah. They're one of the big ones that you mm-hmm. see. So really yeah. good beer. Um, Lakefront is definitely one, you know, I don't think we're featuring any other ones by them tonight. So I'd say, you know, you gave us a good backstory to their kind of mm-hmm. what it looks like. I feel like this is a good representation of what people expect, you know, there, you know, I don't want to say there's a difference, but with Wisconsin beer versus Georgia beer, you know, it's, I like the German styles. That's a very classic, you know, style of beer. And I, and I'm glad that yeah. there's some good breweries like this that are still making some really good german style beer they call it an amber lager which isn't traditionally i don't think a german style but it even says in in the description if you kind of read it that it is meant to be a german style very malt forward so kind of good good job by lakefront for sure yeah um yeah any final words with them um their tap room is awesome if anybody has a chance to head out there definitely do so um they they honestly kill it um when it comes to their uh hospitality as well as their tour and their knowledge of the process. Um, and they're right on the lake. So 
it's it's nice um parking is kind of a kind of hard but um once you get in there man you're gonna be there for a while it's all right so. it's milwaukee i'm sure they have some good uber or lyft situations going oh, yeah. on so uber or lyft and great job lakefront great job All right, for our next beer, we're moving on up. Actually, we're moving west. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say we're not moving on up geographically. Yeah, but. we're going. We're going over to uh, New Glarus, Wisconsin. Ooh, I know what's coming. I think New New Glarus Brewery. Okay, or Brewing Co. I should say company Co. Co. Brewing Co. And uh, we're doing Moon Man. No. Not okay. Not the one we're that everyone else has heard of. Cow. Not Spotted Cow. Gotcha. Uh, we're going off the beaten path a little bit with some of their beers all right all and right. i figured we can always feature spotted cow anytime all right all right all right so we're uh we're gonna enjoy a moon man which is an american no coast pale ale no coast pale ale i got questions about that what do you th- what does no coast mean do you know i don't actually know so maybe we'll find out when we taste the beer yeah maybe so i'll let you go ahead and uh pour this so i've got zero expectations as far as color but i know that it's probably like a yep that's pale. Looks like a pale ale color. It's it's pretty uh pretty clear crystal clear here though too. So you were saying something before we started recording about how you thought it was gonna be super uh, heady. Yeah, it's not uh, too bad. This is one of the beers that when I have this beer and I drink it straight the bottle, that sucker blows up in my face oh, yeah? half the time. Well, I'm so glad I was just expecting is... it to kind of pop off at. at I'm glad this was not a don't pop off at me bottle <laughs> i'm uh i'm glad this one did not do that but so yeah i'm looking at the can you know again i want you to tell me maybe a little bit what you know about new glarus because see i like this episode because you've got all like the background behind some of these breweries sure. and like you've actually had a chance to go to them yeah i have had spotted cow but this is kind of cool to get to try something else by new glarus yeah and we actually so, got another one as well coming up oh boy i'm excited about this so they've got some so it's it is only in Wisconsin. It even says so on the bottle. So I think I knew that. Yep. So yeah. New Glarus is known be- mostly because of Spotted Cow, but also because their beer is not allowed to be sold anywhere else except Wisconsin. Okay. So you can't buy New Glarus anywhere else. And if you and if you see it, um, I've actually seen this happen. That place has gotten fined and that beer taken back from them. Um, so does it count that we have it sitting in front of us right now? No, I, I'm mainly talking about bars if okay. they're serving it. Okay, you cool. can you can tech. Let me let me clarify. You could technically buy it in the state of Wisconsin and leave the state with it, and you're good. You just shouldn't be able to purchase it from a store, a bar, um, package store anywhere except in Wisconsin. That's so interesting. Yeah, but they're in. So New Glarus is the city, correct? correct. As well, and that's yeah. where they're located. You know, I'm noticing. And it says it on here twice in the book. They're employee owned. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked a whole lot about that on the podcast in general, but that's a cool theory that I've seen with a few breweries in the past as well that, that do that. So yeah, um, I think uh, it it kind of gives me the feel that the Packers do. Being an employee owned team just makes uh, you feel more invested and yeah. more, um, you know, actually care about uh, the people that work there. Um, and and they're obviously going to be independent. Um, they're going to. You know, especially when you're employee owned. Yeah. And I feel like that's a very like a Midwestern, you know, I've seen it a lot, not say we wouldn't have that in the Southeast, but I see that a lot with these, you know, that idea of like, there's like, a, I don't want to say a better camaraderie, but there is almost a better family camaraderie with a lot of these mid mid East or Midwest mid East Midwestern breweries that I've seen. I'm for some reason I'm thinking, <clears throat> Tommy Later. boy right now. Nope. Tommy boy. And I know that's not Wisconsin. I just, I'm just thinking like Midwestern <laughs> that's Ohio and like Callahan yep. auto parts and like everything's like family. Ohio. <laughs> like for some reason, I'm just thinking that like family, you know, that was a very family owned kind of business vibe. And that's what I'm getting. Um, next question is about moon man. Sure. So I kind of read the synopsis on the side of the bottle while you're talking. Yeah. And I was so confused at first by like, where the hell did they get this first the no coast i kind of figured that one out mm-hmm. but the moon man so i think moon man's the name of like one of the owners or one of their cats it's named after one of their cats okay to my understanding so which explains the paw print yep. on the bottle now as well yep um and you would expect it like an astronaut or something on there yeah well just the name it. moon man obviously <laughs> yeah this the the you know for our listeners the bottle is just it's got the new glarus brewing company there and they're in their um topography that they mm-hmm. use and then it's got a 
it's kind of an orange and white label with black writing and it's got a cat paw print and the, the words moon man above it and then no coast pale ale. And I was like, okay, this is really confusing a little bit from like what's going on here. But yeah, it's, it looks to be the cat and he's always a seriously cool cat. Yeah. And the so, no coast is kind of like the no, like he's got like no F's given type of vibe. Sure. The cat, which or is no coast in Wisconsin. Cause we're not on a coast. Oh, I don't know. I was just making, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I mean, I we like have that. lakes, okay. but you know, Y'all are the hand. You get the the hand. We yeah, just, you gotta yeah. you gotta use the hand to tell people where you're from. Um, do you want to talk about the beer a little bit? Yeah, <laughs> I guess we can. Um, so I mean, we talked a little bit about color, but head mm-hmm. retention is head pretty... retention is kind of faded at this point yeah. in time. You know, which is you know, you know, based on how you described it, I've got still some, but um, aroma is very almost like an IPA ish type mm-hmm. smell you know very different than the amber and the pilsner we've already done yep um, which is why i wanted to grab one of these i'd be interested to see what the eight because you have to start worrying when you start getting in pale ales because they're getting into hoppy you have to start wondering what the age on this one was especially now that you told me your parents keep these in the uh the refrigerator so yeah but like, we go through it so it's not a problem oh i'm pretty sure my mom actually picked this up because i asked her to people drink their beer in wisconsin yeah look oh. out <laughs> oh um I'm, I'm trying to find a date on there just for for kicks and giggles, but yeah, I I don't know that they. I'm do. holding my tongue too. I'm, I'm I just realized that apparently the the need to to curse comes out a little bit more when I'm Oof. speaking about the the analogies for some reason. But yeah, the aroma is very hoppy. Yep, a lot more than we've done with the other ones, but it almost has that slight like after overripe hop feel to it. So, well, but not I, bad thing. Just to say, would uh, add this as well in the description. Um, they use a bright, bold uh, blend of five different hops as well. Oh, I did read so, that. Five um, hops. Yeah, yeah, five hops in here, That's, which um, I think is awesome. Very enticing. pale ale. Adds a lot of complexity to it. Makes it a lot of times hard to pick out a... You know, a lot of breweries do that to try and blend the different, you know, the citrusy, the dankiness, the hop, you know, the piney that we've talked about in the past. So a lot of times I think breweries do that. So they were probably going for that. Sure. So yeah. What did you get on taste? I think I've, I still want to, I still want to hear from Oh, you want to hear? That's yeah. true. You've, you've had I've all had these. these so. Or most of these. Okay. So no, it's a very easy drinking pale ale. Doesn't to me taste like it necessarily smells. Um, and it's not, it doesn't taste as hoppy either, mm-hmm. which I kind of like because it's, it's kind of more like floral fruit. Yeah. Like kind of pale ale. Well, and it always kind of annoys me when pale ales. I feel like one of the trends, especially with craft beer coming further and further, is that pale ales are becoming more and more like IPAs. Like it's becoming more and more okay to have a pale ale that is super hoppy and tastes like an IPA. And it's, but it's a pale ale. You don't know where the lines to be drawn anymore. And I kind of feel like this one, the line is exactly where it's supposed to be. And it's Mm -hmm. very smooth, um, not too hoppy. Yeah. It's, and it's light enough that Mm -hmm. you can definitely drink a few more of these than you can of an IPA or a a newer age pale ale. Yeah. It's, it's very light. You could drink this by a pool. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say this is one of their best, like, winter drinking beers. But I would say that this is Not better, really. like great I used for to do it. great for so. <laughs> hey, you drink what you got, you know. You hey. drink them, you got them. Um, but I like the idea behind it. Um, I was gonna ask a question, but I forgot what it was gonna be. So, what uh, what is the uh, the old uh, rate beer saying about this one? So rate beer gives it a ninety six, uh, six hundred twenty one wow. user ratings at a three seven. Okay. Five uh, percent alcohol. Um, obviously local distribution. They're not outside the state of Wisconsin. Um, typically comes in bottles. Uh, they do have cans of this, this as well. They just recently started canning, and they actually just uh, started coming out with cases of cans as well of uh, Spotted yeah. Cow, which um, is huge for... Uh, I found a uh, picture of the can yeah. on a uh, untapped, and yeah. I actually, that's a really cool-looking can. This actually reminds me now, You a lot of times we talk about, you know, these um, brews kind of going together, and, like, it, you obviously... A lot of the can design and everything, they're very cohesive across a yep. a brewery. And this one actually does, I saw this and I was thinking of the other New Glarus brews I've actually seen. So that it kind of Yeah, they all, all have together. that kind of yeah. yellow to whitish kind of mm-hmm. uh, label. And then they just basically change the name section out and the design. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so they, they really do really well with that. Um, the brewery itself over in New Glarus is, is uh, really interesting. It's kind of a really small town. Mm. Um, there's not like too much over there so basically if you're going to new glarus and you're not from new glarus you're going there for new glarus beer yeah um it's it's a really cool place they they have a it's a massive facility because obviously everyone in wisconsin wants to drink this so they're pumping out a lot of beer um they they use huge copper kettles which i think is super awesome as well 
um hmm. and their brew house is massive um I wonder if they do they only do you know if they only brew in the copper kettles or I, I, I don't know for sure because one one bad thing I would say about their brewery and not it's not even that bad. It's a self guided tour. So you kind um, of only get what you put into it. Um and so that's the one downfall. But yeah, I don't know if they brew. I'm okay with that. Cause I mean, I kind of, sometimes I, you know, feel like I, I'm the type that asks way too many questions when I go on tours. So it's probably for the best. Um, no, this is a really good beer. I think we've got another new Glarus coming up a little we bit do. later. So I guess we can save some talks. I might have some more questions sure. about new Glarus in general, but, uh, I think a solid job on this beer. Any final thoughts on this one? Uh, this is also one of my favorites. I, I love having this in the summer because it's light enough uh, that I can drink a lot of them, but it's also super tasty. Yeah, so. I definitely wish that I could get more because this is the type of beer that I'm kind of just like a good, I call it a golf course beer for me. And again, yeah. it's what a pale ale is supposed to be, which is a little bit lighter, not too, too hoppy. It's you know supposed to have some hops, more hops in there than you would with some, but this is definitely not an IPA, which I kind of like. So yeah. nope. cheers to uh, New Glarus on this one for sure. Moon Man. So this next brew, we're going back to one that I've become very near and dear with during this episode. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Capital Brewery again, which is, you know, hey, I just like saying the name because it starts with a C anyway, but this is their newer label design I've heard. Yes. Uh, This is Wisconsin Amber. So we've got another amber coming at you. This is the um, 5.2% alcohol by volume 28 IBU. So this one is is a cool. It's in a, it's a white label. Kind of has a red stripe vibe to yeah, it, in my opinion. It does. With a with a red. And then they neck. got the white neck at the top, which I think makes it stand out really nice. Do you know? Which I like their logo. First of all, I didn't yes. talk about this one. I don't know if I saw it on that first bottle. It Do is. you know? Is this a pretty standard beer label for them now? Yes, this is Very this modern, is what they're kinda. moving to with a lot of their beers now. Okay. I like the modern kind of vibe. Do they I use do. different colors or is it always they like do. a white and red? Um, they do use different colors based on the beer, which uh, I think is awesome. Yeah, that's a, a common thing for breweries to do, and I kind of like that. Oh, but I noticed on the cap, it still has... Still got the old one. The old brew, yeah. or the old logo. I'm sure they're going to switch over at some point. Ah, this is new as well. Mm-hmm. Sorry, and I'm just noticing all sorts of things about the bottle. Independent Craft Beer. They got the Independent Craft Beer Association uh, label in there at the on the... On the the, um, the neck. The neck. Necktie label. Let's get into this one see what it tastes like. That was a good... Uh, and this this is uh, one of their uh, flagship beers. This this is like a lot of people's go-to for capital. capital is going right okay. to the Wisconsin I wonder Amber. if it is their flagship. Um, they, I get... People ask me all the time, like, what should I get? And I always tell them at least to get Capital Amber because... It it's a good beer. Yeah. And um I really like the brewery. They make a lot of good stuff. Um as you can see we'd feature in two. Today, yeah. So. And the uh so as we pour it into the glass, it's definitely very you know, you can tell it's an amber again. It's not quite as dark as the River West Stein yes. amber that we did, I would say, but the head retention's a little bit more there. Um makes me kind of think that maybe not that any of these are not fresh beers, but makes me think typically when I see more is that it's gonna be a little bit fresher a beer. Um, not quite as effervescent as the other ones, but very clear. Yes. Kyle's got clear. a nice, like, you know, look to going to him through the glass. When I look there into the light, it's very orange. This is less amber, more orange. Yes. I'd say. So, um, what do you get on aroma? Nothing. No, I, I'm actually, no, I do. It's there. It's malty. It's like I'm getting zero hop kind of aroma, which you sometimes get. I get mostly the malty. Oh, I'm getting it now. The multi character. Oh, yeah. Got a little bit of burnt, um, not oak, cedar, something in there at, yeah. at the very end I, for some reason. Yeah. Uh, what what this smell gives me is like sitting in a pizza parlor. Yeah. Okay. Like maybe some burnt crust in the back, you know, some flour. You got some stuff going on, and then you got this beer. That's like the smell for me, but. So before I know power suggestion obviously goes a long way. I'm actually with you on this one. So I was trying. There's a there's a a burnt kind of rosiness character to the aroma that you get that I, I can't quite pinpoint. Like obviously people always want to say like roasted toffee, roasted hazelnuts. Like it's not that it, it kind of tasted like a, a bread or something. And yeah. that's, you know, that's kind of what it is. And so that's probably what I'm thinking as well. We like to call a lot of uh, Wisconsin beers, pork chops in a can cause they're super high carb beers and uh, high like carb pork chop. Yeah. It's like having a pork chop and a beer. I like uh, y'all have a lot of, uh, y'all have more of the, what in the south we have all the southern sayings you know 
Yeah. I can't even think of any on the fly. I'm not really, really? good at that. Oh, bless her heart. Well, the bless her heart, yes, but you know the you're a you're um, quicker than a grandma on a Sunday and things like. like we got six, a lot of those in the six south. Six half but. dozen in the other, which is the equivalent of Wisconsin's version, which is a horse apiece. A horse apiece. The front half and the back half, they're still a horse. Crazy, because being from the south like I am, I'm not quick witted with all those like you know things you can say like that. I'm not I'm not nearly as southern as my my roots would tell me. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, I pulled just a little bit of history as well on the brewery. Just I know we touched a little bit mm-hmm. on it earlier, but I figured we'd get into it a little bit more. Um, Capital Brewery was founded in 1984, so they've been around for about 1984, 35 years now. Um, they brewed their first batch, which is actually a Pilsner. So maybe now what is the Pilsner we just had oh. earlier in the episode? The Pilsner is really good. Um, they are founded to brew traditional German-style lager beers in America. Uh, they branched out, including American-style ales, barrel-aged beers, several IPAs, and hmm. Capital Amber, the largest seller, has been available in cans since 1999. This one? So that's this one. It's, it calls it Wisconsin, but Cap, this has got to obviously be the same People one. People just Capital call it Amber. Capital Amber. Because, you know, when you're in Wisconsin, it's just Capital Amber. I really like the simplicity of this label. I really do. Um, I mean, it has everything on it, too. It literally talks about where it's brewed, Middleton, Wisconsin. It even has their social channels on there. Well, it says you can find them. I mean, it even tells you the IBUs, the alcohol, the fluid ounces. kind of gives you a, fl- a, a characteristic of what, the, what to expect. Deep amber color, multi caramel, balanced finish. So... Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's kind of simple, but it's also very informative. So mm-hmm. I like that. So what do you get on taste? So taste is very mellow mm-hmm. for an aroma or for a uh, amber is all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. It's not compared to the River West Stein. It's not nearly as um, the mouthfeel isn't as very like thick, but it's still very smooth. This is almost comes off to me as a easy drinking. It's meant to be a summer. Again, I keep going with these summer references, but it's meant to be an easy drinking ale. So I, I thought you were just going to say an easy drinking amber. Easy I was going to be like, amber. oh. And also, I keep saying ale. This is a lager, though. I need to remind myself that. But it's it's not overly, um, doesn't hitch in any one area. Like it's, I, I feel like the hops are almost not even present here, mm-hmm. which is, it's 28 IBU, so it's not no hops. It's Speaking just, of hops, they use Mount, Mount Hood and Cascade. So Mount Hood, I don't know much about. I feel like that's a very mellow hop anytime i haven't heard of a hop i feel like it's probably one a variety it's maybe like a german variety that is kind of meant to be mellow cascade is obviously typically a citrusy hop so mm-hmm. used pretty prevalently in a lot of ipas it, around the states yeah and they they may uh balance that with the, the, the they're using four different malts here too so maybe that kind of helps mask that nice fruity uh hop as well i get a lot of malt character in this i really do um and i think that like you said, this is maybe meant to be a go-to beer for people. This is meant, to, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it says it on there, if it is their actual flagship. I know you said this is one of their the go-to beers that people think of when they think of uh, Capital. Mm-hmm. I could see why. It's almost, it's weird. Now I'm looking at this in the glass. It definitely is a lot lighter than the first amber we tried. Yeah. I would actually probably say it looks more like a Yingling. It does. Um, well, than anything else, but lighter you, in color. And by comparison, I'm going to do the comparison to a Georgia brew that maybe some listeners know. Uh, Sweetwater 420. Yes. While flavor-wise, it tastes nothing like 420. 420 is super hoppy. This is um, that beer is actually very orange, kind of in color, and yes. very. It kind of has that. This is almost like a slight bit more orange than that, or red, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of what it looks like because that's a very clear beer as well. So. Yeah. Um, this, I, so this one. So do you know much about? So I know we talked a little bit about New Glarus. Their distribution, obviously, they're not even allowed to outside the state of uh, Wisconsin do we know so is capital so like lakefront we talked briefly about theirs as well but so what's what's the deal with capital yeah I, think I, they distribute? I, I don't know a lot about it but um, I know that they're for sure across the state of Wisconsin um, and they, they may bleed over maybe into like a little bit of Minnesota because they're um, a little bit closer um, and maybe down into Illinois um, I like how you didn't even go east because east is the dreaded uh the northern peninsula in the we don't even go that way, do we? In Michigan. Yeah. No one goes to Michigan to distribute or anything. They got their own breweries. They don't need yeah, the good Wisconsin brews. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think it's a really great beer for, honestly, any occasion. You could drink this for a lot of different things. I mean, this, silly, type of, this is the type of beer that I can, that 
could get really messed up on because yeah. you drink a lot and you almost don't realize. I mean, it's 5.2. It's actually... Oh. Oh. 5.2. Right. Oh, I guess there's a different one based on the different year. It's it's a higher low ABV beer, if that makes any sense. Yeah. It's higher than a domestic, but lower than obviously most beers. So which means it can get a little sneaky. You could drink mm-hmm. a six pack of this. Think you're you you maybe go for the twelve, and all of a sudden you realize that oh I should have just stuck to six because this is actually a little bit more than I thought. So easy drinking. Yeah, I would um, say honestly, it's like malt in a glass. It is like uh, molten glass. Which is why I love ambers. I think they're delicious. I'd actually like to like smell them brewing this beer because I feel like this one is very much about the malts they use. Mm-hmm. Probably a lot of Vienna in this one, I imagine. Um, I can tell you in about two seconds. I ready? mean, if you find it, that's uh, awesome. They're using brewer's malt, caramel, uh, aromatic, and special. Okay. So I feel like that's a basic. They really did just kind of choose. Not, I mean, nothing wrong with this, but they basically just chose like the basic go-to. I just want to make a good amber beer because... Yeah. Uh, the caramel malt is going to add the color, and other than that, it's a, hey, let's make a good beer so that people can drink. It's almost like their version of a, let's give you an independent craft beer to drink that's not domestic. So, yeah. good job, Capital. Yeah. Um, You talked a little bit about the tap room the first time around when we were talking about yeah. it. I'd love to check some of these out for sure. So, cheers. Cheers. Our next beer, we're actually bringing it back to a new Glarus uh, again. We're going with one of my favorite beers, which uh, typically comes out um, only only a few months a year, and sometimes every other year, not even every year. Um, it's a uh, it's Cabin Fever. Uh, Ooh, it you've is been talking a, about this one. It's honestly, I drank way too much of this, Chris. Yeah, um, but it's a it's a Honey Bock. Um, which box have been around in Wisconsin for over 150 years. Why is it called a lager on the label? I'm just curious. Do we know? Uh, I'm unsure actually. Maybe they like to consider it an easy drink and it's a sneaky one. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So really, yeah, you have been actually talking about this one for a while. What's the orange label on there on the neck? It says festival. Oh, festival foods. So festival foods is a grocery store. One of the best. Um, I think that's where you got the cheese curds last time you you came back. I think that's where you got them from. Uh, yeah, that and sounds... um, they put they have to put stickers on all of their ah. uh, alcohol going out of especially New Glarus because yeah. New Glarus is not allowed to go outside the state. Yeah. So this bottle, I notice it follows very much the same uh, design as the Moon Man that we tried earlier. Yeah. And that it kind of features their their New Glarus Brewing Company and even has. This one's blue and yellow. Moon Man was more of that orangey yellow and black. Black, yeah. Kind of like this one. I kind of every time I think of Cabin Fever, not to be confused with I know that other brewery in Michigan makes a Cabin Fever as they well, do. which is a dark beer. I kind of like the idea that this is not a dark beer. Yeah. But I really like the imagery on this one too. It's kind of got a cabin in the woods. You can feel the snow on these trees. Kinda yeah. Cool. So. Um. I'll, uh, I'm going to read a little description for you because I feel like it sets the do scene. Do it justice. Make sure you do the beer. Yeah. Don't, do, um, don't, don't mess it up, though. Cold days draw us close to the warmth of a home fire. This is the season to sip away and chill and embrace quiet evenings with friends and family. We hold a Wisconsin-style honeybock, easygoing and more approachable than its traditional dark German cousin. Bock beers have existed in Wisconsin for over 150 years. This pale bock is brewed with an exclusive blend of Wisconsin two-row barley that balances seamlessly with our special European hops. Naturally sweet clover honey is also added into the kettle to accent warm flavor notes on your tongue. Mm, I like that. Mm. That's a long description, but I also feel like it's well thought out as well. Um, yeah. so on color alone, I, you know, I've, we haven't talked about honey box. We haven't honestly, haven't featured a box at all in general on the show yet, mm-hmm. but I know that I've had a honey box or a honey something beer before. And obviously just in the name, I kind of think honey, and this kind of looks like honey in a glass. It does actually. Um, head retention's definitely there. Uh, honey box. So this is also, this is a lager for sure. This is not an ale. Correct. I think we've only had one ale all night long, I believe. 
or none. Um, I don't know if we featured any. Pale ale. Uh, okay, the, we had the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Ones. The Moon Man. We should know yeah. that. Um, but the head retention is really good on this. I kind of expect this to be a little less. Um, just without having tasted the beer yet, all I'm going to say is that I know honey is a way that you can add. Um, it doesn't add a whole lot of sweetness or flavor to beer necessarily. Normally, it just adds the sugar content as mm-hmm. well as a way of kind of fermenting the beer that becomes off a little bit drier. Yeah. Than um, using sugar or something else to carbonate it. So, yeah. What do you get on a on aroma? Ooh, aroma's unique, very lightly unique, but it's very. As I say all this, I'm going to contradict myself a little bit. I kind of feel like I pick up the the wild honey flavor a little bit. Yeah. Or aroma, which makes me think that they added it maybe a little bit later. Um, yeah. No, I mean very. Again, very malt forward. I get the malt, but very light smelling, not very hoppy. Um, I'll look in a second and see what the IBU on this one is, unless you know off the top of your head. But I don't. Okay, yeah. Well, then. So again, so what? So what? Uh, what do you get on aroma? Or if you want to go and go into, well, you want me to go into flavor? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not from Wisconsin. But hey, grab a beer like... dare guy and chug it. <laughs> Have a beer dare guy. Keep her moving. Keep her moving. Um. Okay. Mm. Oh wow! Yeah, wow! I, I didn't actually let that one mellow. <laughs> He's in the got the biggest on. smile on his face, Hold and on, just, that's just a single wow. That's okay. The ABV on this one, do we uh, know? I, I I can't find it. They don't have it listed. They don't have it listed. It's not, it's not on Rape Beer. I am gonna say it's not fourteen percent. It's not that any of that like weird crazy stuff, but it is the mouthfeel is. It's it's very it's heavier than you'd think it would be, considering it's a very clear-ish beer. Wait, um, ABV correct? Mm-hmm. I thought you were talking about mm-hmm. IBU. Sorry, it's six. Oh, well, I'm glad, I'm glad I confused that for a second. I bet. I did say IBU, but I'm, I'm glad we confused that because it's sneaky and it almost seems like it could be heavier mm-hmm. just with the mouthfeel alone. And again, I'm actually getting some of the flavor of honey in there, which is, they must use a lot of honey. I'm sure they do. They might have used it exclusively for some of the fermenting agent um, other than the malt itself, of course, but... um. Yeah, what do you what do you uh, give me some give me some tasting notes or give me some quick Kyle Encyclopedia beer knowledge on me? Yeah, um, I there there's something about this beer that it it balances what a traditional Bach is with a little bit more sweetness that you don't find in a lot of Bachs. A lot of Bachs are traditionally a little bit more bitey. They kind of hit you a little bit more, I feel like. Hop beer, if I remember, yeah. too. That's one, like a beer that they traditionally put more hops in Germany. Yeah. It's a higher hop kind of beer. And this is this is very well balanced for uh, a Bach, I think. And I think that attributes a lot to the honey. Um, but it's it's super light. It's super flavorful in a, in a good way. Um, oh, and it's 100%. super well balanced. Uh, what I like to do, next level here... You go in the winter because this, so I mentioned this only comes out a couple months a year. This comes out in February and March. I was about to say, this has to be obviously just based on the description. um, And what you do is you get it, you take it home, you stick a couple in the snow, you take a couple inside because it, you know, it keeps it nice and cold, like ice crisp. Mm -hmm. Down a few, you go back outside, get the little chill. Let's go inside, right? <laughs> you're, you're wearing your shorts then, at that point. Yeah, and then you and then you feel like you're going into a cabin, you know, and it kind of completes the motif. It it definitely does. You you kind of got a vision going in my head there. So mm-hmm. I actually have done that. See, it's it's rare that you can say this in the state of Georgia where you've taken beer outside and kept it cold by leaving it outside. Mm-hmm. But I do remember one time I have actually done that with beer, not snow, but it was so cold outside that I actually did keep it outside because I think it was like. Tw- 12 degrees at the time and we were having a national championship watch party for auburn in 2011 is all i'm gonna say <clears throat> and it was super cold <laughs> that was a mouthful it was a mouthful Oof. but i just had to throw that little auburn plug in there um but we actually did put we were, we didn't have room in our fridge so i'm like you know what i'm gonna throw this outside on the back patio because it's, it's 12 degrees outside right now why would i not just keep the beer outside it's a it's a classic Wisconsin i actually had to thing. check on the beer to make sure that it wasn't freezing outside i mean obviously not the beer's gonna freeze it i had to check on it to make sure it wasn't too cold but anyway so that's kind of what i'm thinking of now when you're telling that story is mm-hmm. that i kind of feel like it's the exact same thing and i'm not used to that but yeah it definitely there's a refreshing like winter factor chill factor it's almost like a nice cold beer like you do in the summer yep 
kind of in the winter there's a reverse effect of that like when you're able to keep it outside it's kind of like oh this was like naturally chilled yeah like that that is a kind of a cool feeling and and you take it inside right because like most of the time at night in wisconsin you're not going to find yourself outside unless you're uh Freeze crazy your or ice fishing or doing yeah. you know a bunch of different things Ooh, this would be a good um, ice fishing beer it would be Put it in is there a lot of ice fishing in Wisconsin? There is. There's a ton, Chris. I've never it's done ice fishing. Sturgeon spearing. Yeah. That's also a big thing. I've never um, been to Wisconsin. I really do need to go. Yeah. And I'm probably making that known, but Yeah, it's uh it's definitely one of my, like one of my favorite beers ever. And it only comes out two months a year, so I get four cases and I drink that in like the first week or so. You've been and talking then I go about back. It. And I see the And I go back and I get more. I definitely see the hype, you know, or I, it's not a hype. It's, I see why you've been talking a little bit about it. Cause that's a good beer. I know, um, I, I don't really have much to compare it to cause I, I don't know many honey box at all. Um, but the only thing I'll say is that I of course did the old, uh, mouthwash test Ooh. had to, okay. had to, and I got the honey on the flavor. And then when I did that mouthwash test, it almost like brings the honey flavor even more forward. It's almost like it brings that like wisconsin wilderness and into the glass a little bit right like, inside yeah right inside i kind of like that yeah um solid beer by nuclearis i yeah. feel like there's a reason why people talk a lot about them a you, the exclusivity of it all you can't mm-hmm. get nuclearis outside the state <clears throat> legally um but also it's the fact that they're making really good beer yeah so it definitely would be one i want to check out when i go there yeah again we've talked about it extensively hey nuclearis why don't you feel like you should distribute outside the state because I would like, Good or just to Georgia. One. I don't really care. Maybe just to Georgia. How about <laughs> Maybe that? just to you. Maybe just to me. Mm, I maybe. can do that. So, right. um, yeah, no, I'm glad that you, you were able to get this. Thank you again, Bonnie, for bringing these down. Shout out to Bonnie. Um, shout out to Bonnie Banky. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Um, but I will say that, uh, this is definitely good. Well worth the wait on, on trying this one. Cheers to, uh, cheers Kevin to Nuclearis and Cabin Fever. So we're going to feature uh, on this next segment for the Wisconsin uh, episode a little bit of homebrew. So we actually, Chris, oh. got uh, a few beers from a, a avid listener of the podcast, uh, Christopher, who's also a Wisconsinite. Wait, but the, okay, not me. Like, not you, not no. you. I like this. Yeah, homebrew named Christopher. I like yeah. this. All right. Um, he, he does have a name for his homebrews. It's Moose's Fuzzy Brew. Um, and we have two of them, uh, actually that he, he so kindly gave us. I like this. Yeah, Yeah. no, we, we love to, uh, obviously we have been able to feature one of my brews on here before. It's kind of cool that during, you know, we've got this, this, uh, shout out Christopher. Thank you very much for sending these brews our way. Um, the first one we're going to be trying is the blueberry honey ale that you made. So, um, and it's relatively fresh. I mean, you know, just a few months in March. So I'm excited about trying this. Um, yeah. And you know, we, we like to feature homebrew just like we feature all our other brews, especially when it's from the great state of Wisconsin. Yeah. So let's see what that pop feels like. Oh, that's got a, that's got a little good one. It's got yeah. that good carbonation on yeah. it. So um, expectations going into this one for me, yes. kind of a wheat ale. I expect a little bit of a high carbonation, which I can kind of see it on the glass there. Light kind of hazy color. Oh, oh, that's a good carbonation on that one. That's yeah. kind of what I was. It could be a terrible pour. Yeah, we don't it know. Could be. Who knows? It could be a terrible pour. Um color i guess while i'm pouring these what do you, ooh. Yeah. oh yeah you can hear the carbonation i feel like on that yeah it's a it's a nice golden color um really really well carbonated oh the aroma is really i'm getting that blueberry yeah. right away and I, i'm like i was kind of getting it straight out of the bottle but mm-hmm. um no no blueberry color just maybe just a tinge um but not not a lot coming through i've never brewed with that's a tongue twister brewed with blueberry before but i yeah i don't know i kind of i feel like you know obviously again i constantly reference georgia we've had a sweetwater blue which has their blueberry in it and i've seen that one before which doesn't come off blue but i know blueberries for a fact are very um red in color when you when you put them in things or purpley yep so i am you're right i'm kind of surprised that maybe that doesn't come out but it's um very filtered i notice it's Mm kind of slight kind of dark um Yellow. It's a slight pale. Like it's it's almost like a cross between amber and a pale. So mm-hmm. it's a dark pale, I'd say. 
but very clear, which is hard to achieve with a home brew. And yeah. I don't know how far along you said Moose is fuzzy brew. You, they're making some beers. It sounds yeah, they're like. pumping so some out. It's kind of um, cool. They're sending us these. So I, I, I'm well. Yes, this is homebrew. It sounds like they've kind of got a cool operation going on already. So it might not be so much of a homebrew, so much as almost like a they're ready to get get maybe. get real with it. Yeah. So this is kind of exciting. <laughs> um, yeah. What do you? Uh, well, I guess you definitely if, get the fruit on the aroma. Yeah, I like um, that. It definitely comes through, and I think the honey also adds to that sweetness of the fruit too. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's not as bitter as blueberries typically yeah. are. For sure, you definitely get the sweetness of the blueberries, even on the aroma. And that's not flavor; that's aroma, which I feel like is hard because my experimentation with fruits has always been that you get the, even on the aroma, you kind of get the sourness that happens with fruits naturally mm-hmm. instead of the sweetness. So I'm not sure if maybe an extract was used as opposed to a an actual blueberry. But either way, mm-hmm. it's a real you know it's blueberry. Either way, so yep. it doesn't matter. But the the aroma is really good. So you're smiling. Have you had a chance to taste it? I Aren't have. You? It's, yeah. uh, it's pretty tasty. Yeah. Um, yeah. The blueberry definitely comes through. Um, and I'm waiting for the head retention to come off mine since yeah. I had such a terrible you want, pour. You want to take a little sip of mine? I'll oh, go on. Nice. I'll go on in. Um, on yeah, it, it, the blueberry definitely comes off, um, and you get the nice, nice little hint of the honey. Um, it, it, it's, it's a very like not intense flavor, but, um, it, it it's very powerful, not like super intense. It's not hitting you in the face. Like, Oh God, it's, it's, it's really good. It's yeah. I, I like it a lot. I don't know what else to say. This is really good. Yeah. And it's also, again, I speak from the, you know, having tried, I made 10 homebrews as well. And speaking from that point of view, it's, I, you know, I never know what to expect with homebrews. I mean, it's flavor wise, it's hard to just get that. You almost will like aim to get that when you're first brewing to get that perfect, like, Hey, this tastes like a brewery made it, or this tastes like it was out of a bottle or a can mm-hmm. professionally, as opposed to having slight off flavors that, you know, are associated with just new to home brewing and whatnot. I don't get that too much with this a little bit on some of the flavors just there. Um, I'm just going to point out, Kyle, we're very brave to even, you know, we're trying this, this homebrew, just assuming that, Hey, yeah, <laughs> listeners send this in. Let's, we got some great brute. Now it's, I, I've got zero fear when it comes to beer. Like I know you can't mess things up a yeah. lot of times. And this one is, that's really good. I'm, I, 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 I did try it. Really and good, yeah. the honey does come through a little bit, mm-hmm. which agreed. I, I take back everything I said during the episode, which is that honey doesn't normally a flavor you get, but I definitely get it. Um, you just have to do it right, Chris. Mm-hmm. And to do it right, you just go to Wisconsin. Apparently I was doing it wrong before. So do we have any clue what the ABV is on this one? I don't. Um, no? Okay. I chatted with them quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so I'd be interested to find out because, you know, this is a, it's it's definitely tasty. I, I'd be scared to drink six of these only to realize it's like, it could be like an 8%, which is weird because yeah. this is, I, I can't tell if it's like four to 8%. It's somewhere in that range. That's mm-hmm. all I'm going to say. But yeah. And you don't get, um, I feel like with a lot of homebrew, uh, you can definitely tell and this is going to sound bad, but you you can definitely tell it was not brewed in a commercialized facility, yeah. right? That's like kind of yeah, get like that that kind of um, so slight side flavors, side flavors, mm-hmm. yeah, or even um, like something from air too. Um, yeah, it could be yeast in the air or um, you know different different bacteria, anything. Yep. Um, but I don't really get a lot of that. I get a slight bit, but again, I. And, and again, like nothing in a bad way, but it's, I don't know, maybe it's, it's almost like that slight side flavors, which sometimes it's good. Some It's not always bad bacteria. Like that's typically with homebrew. That's really what it comes down to is like getting various flavors, you know, even getting, you know, if you're making in a, in an area where maybe there's like some flowers or something, if you're making outside and just some of the, the flowers get into your brew, like you mm-hmm. might take on some of the natural yeast that are in those flowers and it affects the flavor of your beer weird. Yeah. That, comes from a real place because I feel like I've done that before and like I was brewing outside and it was kind of impacted the flavor of my beer a little bit because the pollen or whatever you know it sounds weird but it's just it happens with with any beer the only reason why professional breweries have you don't get that as much you can get the same flavor over and over again is a they're supposed to make the same flavor over and over again but also they're in a they're in a very stainless steel setting and very much making sanitized so I I definitely agree that it's very minimal on this, that as far as the homebrew taste, it's, mm-hmm. I almost would have, you're right, had this right out of a glass and not known. You, you probably didn't even have to tell me that this was sent in by a listener in homebrew. Like I wouldn't have known. This is yeah. a really good beer. It's really good. The aroma is like, it, it's, it's mind blowing almost. Yeah. It's really good. And, 
yeah, overall, I, I think the, the combination, when I first heard of the combination, the blueberry honey, I was a little like, ooh, that's going to be real sweet. Mm-hmm. And it's not really, it's not overly True. sweet. It's drier than you'd think it would yeah. be. Uh-huh. Even the aroma makes it seem like it's going to be sweet, but gonna it's be really sweet. not. Uh, but you still get all of those individual flavors in a really nice way, too. Can design or bottle design? What do you think? Uh, Very simplistic. Yeah. Very know, simplistic. The, the, the classic... The classic amber glass. amber can, uh, amber bottle yeah that's what they call um, these did a little uh design on the can action got a little hop camp cap here which i slightly ironic because it's not very hoppy yeah not at all man i like this whole like we're trying to like really pick out flavors in the beer so no christopher this is a really good brew moose's fuzzy brew i'm excited to try another one that we've got coming up by uh this one so what do we got next well we might uh what do you want to talk a little bit about this next one we got going yeah, we we're so lucky enough one, to get uh, two, which I'm really excited about. Not just one, but two. And two drastically different styles as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going with a, this next one is an English porter with cherry. Um, which oh, that's right up my alley. I, I was going to say it's definitely going to be right up your alley. Um, and it's like, even in the glass, you can see how black it is. Yes. Um, which I think is, it's going to be good, I feel like. You can um, definitely tell that is a darker beer. Mm-hmm. The cherry is what's really enticing, I would say, about this one. Yeah. Because usually the um, the port, I expected just like an English porter. And this it's very ambitious. And again, I don't know how, how far along. Oh, there's a little, bit of, a little bit of a pop on that one, too. I don't know how far along Moose's Fuzzy Brew is in their brewing, um, you know, lifestyle. But... I cherries kind of something anytime you do fruit I feel like that's a little bit interesting to take on so it's a little bit of residue or something there on the yeah. cap which we don't know the age on this one I think we knew that the age on the it was um, after um I believe the yeah the the, chair, the, the blueberry, blueberry honey ale was March of 2019 you said this one we don't know but either way it's a porter so it's not too it's not too much of a bad thing yeah, I mean, let's uh, let's talk about the color a little bit. Uh, super dark, um, but right at the top, you get a little red, red kind of tinge. We've had light beers all night. I don't know what to think when all of a sudden I see dark beer in a glass. It's you can't see through it. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, kind of like you said, kind of right near the top, you can get a little bit of a red color when you hold it up to the uh, light. I would say mm-hmm. I'm excited about this. We're ending yeah. with a porter tonight. So. I know. What um that's right up your alley. So because we did this section where we kind of featured two brews without even really taking a break, I I I drank the last of the blueberry honey ale, but mm-hmm. I I feel like I still kept some of the head retention in mind, the foam from mm-hmm. that last one. So you probably have a better pour yep. as far as uh, aroma. What do you get on aroma? Yeah, I'm gonna let you. Um, not not a overly too much oh um, i wasn't getting much in mine but i just thought maybe it was because i was i was getting the uh yeah I'll, I'll let thanks you for sharing yeah oh okay it is an english porter is what yeah. i'm gonna say which well i kind of get a little bit of the roastiness i do kind of take it's very subtle very very subtle. um english porter like we talked about in one of our previous episodes that's kind of the original porter style mm-hmm. anyway is the english porter because that's where it originated um i don't you know i expected porter without having tasted it yet You've had a f- quick taste, and we'll go mm-hmm. to that in a second. But I expect it to be a little bit mellower. Um, but the cherry, I don't know what the cherry's going to do to it. So yeah, what do we? What do you get on aroma? Uh, you do get that nice, like, dry porter kind of coming through, and then there's just a tiny little splash of little fruit at the end. Um, so yeah, this yeah. one. While I don't get abundant, like, hate cherry, when people think cherry, I think a lot of times they get that kind of an idea in their mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get abundant cherry. That slight sourness you kind of get that goes along with it, that comes from the, the natural fruit. Yeah. And uh, I think the, the cherry adds, like, a nice um, a nice little bit of sweetness to a porter hmm. that I don't uh normally get with it just a regular old porter yeah that's actually very a lot milder than i thought it was going to be and maybe it's because we've had some very or i've had some very um roasty porters recently and i kind of assume that like i I literally i can't remember who it was i think it was um oh i forgot which porter i had like two or three porters this last week a week Mm -hmm. ago and they were very roasty it was almost like that coffee porter flavor so it's like hits you very hard this one is not hitting me it's more mellow as a porter which is very this um again 
jump back to where kind of a porter is meant to be. It's meant to be an after work drink. Like as we're working, the porters were the ones that worked in the shipyard. Yep. It was meant to be an easy drinking beer for them. The dark beers, they just like the dark beer. So they made it as a dark beer style. It's a light. I imagine this is like a 5% something beer. It kind of has that flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Easy drinking beer again. Maybe not a summer beer. Good yeah. winter beer, I'd say. Good winter beer. Um, I like the idea of adding the cherry. That's a flavor you don't see with porters very often. So I want to call it ambitious and kudos to Christopher. Because yeah. that's, uh, that's a solid one. Yeah. And uh, I mean... It, it's interesting to have it come through almost in color a little bit more and a little bit in sweetness, but it's it's kind of hanging back a little bit, um, which I don't mind at all. Yeah, um, I don't mind. I, it. I think it's 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 very well balanced as far as just like the porter kind of riding straight through on a porter. If I were to close my eyes, I almost wouldn't know this was a porter necessarily. Mm-hmm. I might think this was more of a like an amber um, kind of like. Not lager. We've had lagers all night. I would almost maybe think this is like a darker amber beer. Maybe like a Vienna uh, mm-hmm. style lager. Yeah. Like, yeah. Actually, as I close my eyes, I mean, it again, it's actually a unique style. Have you ever had a an ESB? Um, a English, few times. English yeah. style. Yeah. I don't know what the S. I think it's English style bitter. It's definitely a bitter beer. It's like that, but with a slight bit more bitterness. So that mm-hmm. beer is usually very malty but also the slight tinge roastiness on it. And that's kind of what this one is coming off to me, but a little bit more roastiness. So the, the cherry is really something unique. I feel like, I don't know. So I'm a big cherry Garcia fan. Yep. The bit, you know, the chocolate mixed with cherry. I kind of yep. feel like maybe that's what I was expecting on this one. It's not quite there. Cause the cherry you're getting more fruit flavor. So yep. very good. Um, definitely glad that he sent us this one this is a this is a solid brew because we could yeah. you know could have easily just been trying one brew but we get to kind of try two side by side and they're very Double distinct down. styles yeah. this is very different so christopher you might be the only person in wisconsin that's brewing dark beer right now i kind of like this yeah no that's not true i know i know there's other breweries <laughs> <laughs> i just know wisconsin's we were talking a lot about how they're known for their kind of german styles it's yeah. kind of cool to try a porter in this episode and wrap yeah. it up with that so definitely um any final thoughts on the beer no, or, I like uh, the name brew. Moose's Fuzzy Brew. I like yeah. that. So that's I'm gonna have to try more by them. Let's come in soon to a tap room near you. Um, well, I guess you haven't been to Moose's Fuzzy Brew tap room, or have you? Maybe I haven't. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to open up that tap room and let's get on up there. But thank you very much for sending us the beer. It was delicious. Thank you so much, Christopher. Um, you one upped me a little bit because we've only tried one of my home brews. So we'll to, I need to make that one. Yeah. I need to get that ma- the the maple out of the bourbon barrel that I'm aging yeah. so I can put some beer in there. So yeah. coming up in months from now, we'll feature months. another one of mine, hopefully. So, yeah. Well, uh, no, uh, great beer. Cheers to Moose's Fuzzy Brew. Cheers. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Multi Goodness. Remember, you can stay up to date with all things Multi Goodness at our website, multigoodness.com, or one of our social channels, on Facebook at Multi Goodness or on Instagram at Multi Goodness Podcast. I got that right this time. I don't always, but hey, and we tried some great brews today and even one from a homebrew. So if you are interested in us trying or reviewing a beer on our podcast, please do let us know. Reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook or hey, at our website and uh, we will be happy to reply and see what we can do. We would love to try what you got. So Kyle, any final thoughts? Stack them high. Stack them. I would love to know what that means. <laughs> <laughs>